Welcome to the Men Made For More podcast, a show designed by men for men looking to get strong, feel confident, and live a high-performing life. As men, we face many challenges as we try and strive for a better life. We want to live a meaningful and confident life, but don't know where to start. You've lost your physical and mental edge that's keeping you from living out your full potential. You're tired of talking about doing big things, and you're ready to start living it. With the Men Made For More podcast, our goal is to teach you how to strengthen your body, your mind, and your purpose on your way to reaching your full potential. It's time to start living as the man you know you can be to help lift up those that matter most in your life. In this podcast, we'll leave no stone unturned as to what it takes to get out of your comfort zone and step into living a strong, confident, and high-performing life. We'll focus on the topics that matter most for helping you develop into the man you were made to be. Our goal is to not only build strong men physically, but to help coach and develop strong friends, sons, brothers, fathers, business owners, and professionals in every area of your life. I'm your host, Dr. Dave Paschkowski, proud husband, business owner, physical therapist, and strength coach with a passion for helping other men strengthen their body, their mind, and their purpose. Wherever you're at in your journey, remember that you're made for more. I'm excited to have you here with us today. Now let's dive into today's episode of the Men Made For More podcast. Hey guys, welcome to today's show. We're talking about cardio today. And most guys have a hard time knowing how much cardio they really need to maintain a healthy and fit lifestyle. And the answer, as you would expect, is it depends. But there's more to the story when it comes to finding the right amount of cardio. And today we'll break down how much cardio you really need and how to tailor these recommendations based on your health and fitness goals. So let's jump on into it. If you've been to any kind of commercial gym, you've probably seen the rows and rows and rows of cardio machines. And while these machines all cost hundreds and probably more realistically thousands of dollars, most are completely unnecessary when it comes to achieving your health and fitness goals. But why are they so popular? You see people on those machines all the time and you see people there almost every day, either running or on an elliptical, on a bike and just cruising away. And they are popular. And I have my theories on it. I think they're popular because they make you feel productive. They show you how many calories you burn, which if you listen to the last episode may or may not be completely accurate or be a, a full story. I also think they're the problem with these cardio machines is they can be mindless. So it's an easy way to go to the gym, turn on the TV that's attached to there, or pull open your phone, pull open a book, and just cruise away, log your hours, and then leave the gym. And I think this is setting you up for failure in the long term. And I don't think it's the best way to exercise. I don't think it's a fun way to exercise. And I don't think it's the way that cardio should be. So I want to talk about here in a little bit of what cardio should look like or could look like a way to make it more fun, more enjoyable, and how much you really need of it. Because I would argue that you don't need to be on these cardio machines or doing any kind of cardio every day unless you're training for a specific endurance event. So if your goals are to look good and feel good, cardio machines or just cardio in general, recreational running, those things do not need to have a place in your routine. So that's the common myth that I wanted to spell off the bat is that we think that we have to do cardio to lose weight, to look better, and it's simply not true. But what about other types of cardio? So we talk about the cardio machines, which are so prevalent in any kind of gym you go to, hotel gym, commercial gym, big box gym, any of those places. But what about the other types of cardio? So I want to 
use a couple terms here to help define we're going to be talking about is cardio for today's show. And there's what's called HIT training, H-I-I-T or high intensity interval training. And this is something that you might picture in across the gym in Orange Theory F45, one of those types of gyms. It's this circuit style training that's using sometimes a combination of traditional cardio with other things like full body weight movements. And it's this way to keep your heart rate up. And some people consider that cardio as well. There's what's called uh, LISS, low intensity, slow and steady type cardio training. Uh, this is popular in the bodybuilding community. This would be doing a very slow stair stepper, very slow going up and down stairs, a slow walk on an incline, uh, very light biking. And these things are popular because they tap into a lot of fat burning stores, especially when they're done fasted. So that's another type of cardio. And then there's also more your aerobic capacity. And this is what talk about if you are an endurance athlete training for an event, then cardio is going to play a big role in that. And it's going to look a lot different than the person just trying to feel healthy and lose weight. So if you're training your aerobic capacity, you're actually trying to build your cardio engine, your VO2, your ability to uh, handle higher volumes and higher loads of cardio, then you're going to fall into that category. So those are some of the things that I want to talk about because we're going to circle back onto those when we talk about what your training goal is and how to implement some of these different ones into your training. And I know that it's a fundamental belief that if you do cardio, you'll lose weight and be healthy, but there's a lot more to the story to consider. And I want to paint a different picture in terms of ways that you can do cardio and see those results and maybe find some different types of cardio, but also ways that if you just don't enjoy cardio, I want to let you off the hook and say it is not necessary for the amount of results that you're probably trying to get to. And if that's general fitness, looking to look good and feel good, there's a lot of ways you can accomplish that. And I want to talk about uh, my wife, Lindsay, her half marathon training story from uh, when we were, she was wrapping up in college. I was just uh, finishing and starting out as a physical therapist. And I was helping her with her training program in terms of her running mileage in the past. She had followed the traditional half marathon programs that come out in terms of how much mileage and building up over the course of say 12 weeks or so to get you ready to run a half marathon. And she had done maybe four or five at this point. And she wanted to set a PR and she wanted to run less miles doing it. She was into some weightlifting and cross training at the time and wanted to see if she could do it without logging the same amount of mileage that she was used to. And of course, I love this challenge. I love programming for people and, and that's what I happen to do for a living now. But uh, my wife was a, a lucky one to get one of the earlier, uh, earlier samples on that and so we put her through a, a cross training program, helped her out with, she was running once, maybe twice a week. And for a half marathon, so we're talking 13.1 miles. I think the most she ran at the most was four and a half to five miles. And I think it might even been less than that, closer to four. And we just incorporated in a lot of uh, traditional strength training, some more high, that high intensity interval training, cross training type stuff that uh, mixed together some of these different principles. And she PR'd her half marathon by at least five minutes, maybe closer to 10 minutes, but it was definitely a PR and she felt great during it. And that was all without doing the traditional program, without just logging the mileage and doing the cardio. She could have easily followed a program, 
pulled up on a spreadsheet how many miles she has to run each day, either log those on the road, log those on a treadmill, and she probably would have got less effective results. But by switching up, finding some different ways to achieve that cardio, she actually felt better and performed better. And that's possible if you can find out what type of cardio works for you and how to implement that into your current routine. So to to bring this together, I want to talk about a few of the different things. I want to talk about what your goals are, how often you should be doing cardio, for how long you should be doing it, what type of cardio, and what other training you're doing. So these are some of the big categories I want to touch on. And let's start with what your training goal is. So if your training goal is weight loss, then your best bet is going to be nutrition. First and foremost, nutrition has to be dialed in. You're not going to outrun that with cardio. Weight training is going to be effective for losing weight, potentially high-intensity interval training, and the low-intensity, slow and steady training we talked about of some lower intensity, getting in those fat-burning states and doing it for a longer period of time at a lower intensity and possibly fasted too. So first thing in the morning can be a popular way for weight loss. And that's because people think that pushing to their limits is burning more fat because they confuse burning calories with burning fat. But in reality, the fat burning zone is much lower than people think. And that's why that low intensity steady state is so popular for losing weight and leaning up. Now, if you're trying to gain muscle, then the answer would be nutrition and weight training. So in these cases, if you're trying to build muscle, you probably don't want to be doing as much cardio. If your goal is truly muscle gain, then cardio can negatively impact some of those results. So you want to stay away from cardio. If you are doing it, some of that low intensity work can be great. Maybe mixing in a little bit of HIIT training uh, for your cardio if, you, if you're concerned about losing it. But you don't want to be, go, be going out and logging a bunch of miles or doing long intense row workouts or long bike rides if muscle gain is your true goal. Now, if you're looking for overall fitness... Again, this is going to sound like a broken record, but nutrition is first. And then also weight training, making sure a good strength program, a good high-intensity interval training program, that HIIT program, and aerobic capacity. So if you're going for just overall fitness, look good, feel good, and be healthy, then you want to mix and match a few of these different things. So that brings to the next question of how often should you be doing this? Again, a lot of this is based on goal, but hopefully to give you guys some, uh, some concrete numbers. If you're in the overall fitness category, you can mix it in more often. It's something that if you're trying to build muscle, you don't want to be doing two, three, four high-intensity interval training sessions per week. But if you're just in overall fitness, you can get away with that. As long as you're recovering fine, as long as you're taking care of your joints and taking care of some of those other things, then you can get away with a little more. Now, obviously, if you're on the endurance athlete side of things, if you're into uh, actually competing for something, then a lot of your training is going to fall into that. But don't neglect some of those other important things such as cross training, such as strength training, and some of those other things. Now, if your goal is weight loss, I would focus more on some weight training and potentially that high-intensity interval training as opposed to getting on a treadmill and trying to just log mileage or burn calories. It's just really not as effective in what I've seen time and time again. A good weight training program will go a lot longer in aesthetic benefits, so looking looking better, leaning up, losing weight, and uh, just a sustainable approach that uh, does better for your joints anyways if you do it correctly and follow a good program. Now, how long should you be doing this when you do log a session? If you're only doing one session a week, you can either push it at a higher intensity or push it a little longer. 
So think if you're doing more of that lower intensity activity, you can do it more often, more frequently, and you can do it for longer duration. But if you're logging a really intense aerobic capacity workout, say like a max 5K or 10K, or for some of you guys even longer, then you don't want to be doing those day in, day out. Same thing if you're doing a full body hit training session, a high intensity training session, you want to be careful about doing that too many days. I wouldn't go past three to four days on that personally, just based on the people that tend to regularly push four five or even six days a week tend to end up beat up and seeing us in our PT clinic for, uh, for that reason. So I would keep that shorter. If you're going higher intensity, if you're doing uh, not a full body one or lower intensity, then feel free to uh, go longer duration on that. Now, what type is right for you? We've kind of already discussed a lot of these things, but finding the one that works for your goals. So if you're trying to lose weight and you are trying to do something every day, then that low intensity, slow and steady, taking a long walk in the morning, doing some hiking, some light biking can be good. If you're trying to just boost up your fitness and improve your, your cardio, then doing some of those more high intensity sessions would be better. So, so hopefully answered that already with basing off your goal, but that type is going to vary. And then find something you enjoy and, and don't overthink it either. That's, that's a big, big thing that goes along with all this is if you enjoy biking, then bike. If you enjoy running, then run. If you want to jump on a rower, then do that. But don't try and force yourself into something that you don't enjoy doing. Cardio can be unfun as it is. So find something you enjoy. Stick with that. Last piece that I want to touch on here is what other training are you doing? So I've kind of touched on pieces of this today, but know if you're doing four heavy strength days a week, then you don't need to be doing two, three, or four cardio days in there. And uh, vice versa, if you're only doing one strength training a week, then you might be able to tolerate some more cardio days. So that's something you enjoy and something you want to train for. So just it all comes it uh, all comes together in terms of what you're doing, how well you're recovering, how well you're sleeping, what your nutrition is like, how many days you're doing strength, how many days you're doing cardio, how many rest days you have. All these things are going to play a role. And I hope that doesn't overwhelm you. Uh, I don't want to make this sound overcomplicated, although if you are having trouble with it, it, it can be as complicated as we make it, but it can also be as simple as we make it. If you're not recovering well and not getting the results you want, pick one variable and start to tweak it, but pay attention to the program as a whole. So to wrap things up here, cardio can be vague, but it's still very important in any routine. And even if you're a weightlifter, you should be doing cardio occasionally. Even if that frequency for you is once every other week or once a month, you should be working this in just for longevity purposes, for health purposes. Ignoring it completely or focusing exclusively on cardio, both have their downsides, but you don't have to overcomplicate your health and overcomplicate your fitness routine. Remember that cardio is just one piece to a bigger puzzle when it comes to your health and fitness. So if I can say anything, it would be find a mode of cardio that works for you, play around with it until you find something that works. If you are looking for more specific guidance as it relates to your training, join other men getting their physical and mental edge back to reach high levels of performance inside and outside the gym. And this is all happening through our men made for more coaching program. And if this is something that you're interested in checking out, head to the link in the show notes and you can set up a free strategy session there to talk all things as it relates to your specific health and fitness journey. So go ahead and give that a, a check out if you guys are interested in it. We'd love to talk more with you guys if you have some specific questions, but hopefully that helps lay down some of the groundwork for 
if you should be doing cardio and how much you should be doing. So thanks again for tuning in today, guys, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode of the Men Made For More podcast. I hope you found today's show valuable and that you have some actionable strategies you can apply to your life today. If this is your first time listening, thanks for being here. The aim of this podcast is to provide a ton of the best possible content to help you grow in your journey to becoming the best version of yourself. If you enjoyed the podcast and found it helpful, please make sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a five-star review. These subscriptions and reviews help other like-minded men discover the podcast and take the next step in strengthening their body, their mind, and their purpose. If you're a regular listener, I can't thank you enough for investing in yourself in this show. Please make sure to share this with a friend or post on social media and tag me with your favorite part from today's show. If you haven't already, make sure to join the Men Made For More Facebook group to be a part of a community of like-minded men that are elevating their game and living for more by searching Men Made For More on Facebook. Keep challenging yourself, growing, and know that it's okay to get out of your comfort zone and know that you're made for more. Thanks for listening and see you guys soon.